Well, it's been two weeks since we last buried the Milwaukee Brewers. Actually, the series started two weeks ago, and it was over 27 hours. And there's still a lot of remnants. we got to move on. we got some things to talk about in the offseason. Yeah, the hot stove league starts early for the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll talk about it. Matt Carroll from Reviewing the Brew comes with us next here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. You are Locked On Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is great to talk with you. And yeah, still sad when I see uh, teams that are, well, the Brewers could have been competing with um, still in the postseason. And our team, done after 27 hours. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Thanks for joining us on Google, Spotify, Apple, all our major downloads, YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Lockdown Brewers, and there we are. Please subscribe. We got a lot of off-season news. We'll be here uh, daily, almost daily, throughout the off-season, talking Brewers baseball with you, bringing in our great guests like that man right there. Reviewing the Brewers, Matt Carroll, who joined us a few times during the season. Got to get his take now that the season is over. Matt, like I said, we were talking a little bit off air, and man, um, didn't think it was going to end that soon. It still hasn't sunk into me. I'm still, when I see the, anytime I see the Arizona Diamondbacks, like I'm watching the game the other night, like I'm saying it could have been us, but it's not. Yeah, it could have been. And you've got the Dodgers and Braves. No longer there. I mean, the National League was right for the picking. I, I had the Braves going all the way, and the fact that the Phillies were able to knock them off, the Diamondbacks, who you know the Brewers unfortunately ran into, also end up knocking off the Dodgers. Kind of a little crazy how the NL ended up shaking out, and the Brewers, you know, it certainly seemed like they had every chance in the world to be able to get there. But once again, it just kind of ends up falling flat once the postseason gets here. Uh, the hitting wasn't quite where you wanted it to be, but the pitching really, I mean, you ended up unfortunate what happened to uh, Woodruff going into it, but I don't think anyone would have expected those types of outings out of Burns, Peralta and Devin Williams, three of the best pitchers in the dang league. And that's what ends up happening. Just, you know, perfect storm. It's always seems to be a perfect storm uh, come playoff time with the Brewers. But see, I'm not going to blame those guys. Uh, You're right. They didn't have great performances, but, after early offense in both of those games, nothing. I mean, bail the pitcher out once in a while. And that's what I say. I mean, the offense got off to the great start. Tyrone Taylor hits a two-run blast in game one, and they're up 3 nothing in the second inning. Get off to a 2 nothing lead in game two of that series, and then the bats go silent. But it's been a problem that's happened so long with the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't, I don't know. How do you fix it? How do you fix this offensive problem that we always seem to have? It's it's a good question because the Brewers being in their small market, mid-market, whatever you want to call them, uh, area of baseball, how much money do they end up committing in the offseason to upgrades? What what really does end up happening with the Brewers here? You've got this young wave, you know, kind of coming through. Even more of them are going to be starting next year. Jackson Churio at some point is going to be up. Tyler Black at some point is going to be up. But you still need to supplement them with some veterans who have some known firepower. Does that mean forking over some money to exercise a option for Marcana? Do you potentially actually look at bringing back Carlos Santana as a free agent to at least you know get some home runs? 
what kind of arbitration decision are you going to make on a Rowdy Telez? Is Willie Adamas still with the team? It's an interesting offseason, and this is going to be the second offseason for uh, Matt Arnold. Last offseason was kind of doing a little bit of damage control after the whole Josh Hader thing. Ends up bringing in William Contreras. That's great. He's now he's had a year under his belt. I'm I'm really interested to see what he does, but you've got to do something. I mean, otherwise you're just trying to trot out the same type of lineup. And as we've seen, you, you just can't do that. We had a chance a week ago to talk to uh, the the GM Arnold, and I was there, and I'm thinking, you know, we should really be talking about Mark Athanasio because he holds the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Matt Arnold's not going to give us anything. But Mark Athanasio is at least going to tell us how much money he's going to spend. And if that's the case, then we can know how we're going to be in this offseason. Because you're right, we got to we got to supplement some of these positions there on this baseball diamond. Absolutely. And that's another interesting part of the equation when it comes to, you know, what a, an MLB roster looks like now versus what it looks like at the beginning of next year. So you have all these deadlines that you got to hit. You've got, you know, your non-tender deadline where you're going to decide who you are and aren't going to give these arbitration raises to. Um, You've got, you know, eventually you'll be able to start signing free agents. Who are you going to exercise? Like I said, exercise certain contract options on. You've got a Wade Miley. You've got to think about, you've got a Mark Canny. You've got to think about, you have to take each one of these steps. And then at what point in between all those steps, do you start bringing in the new guys? Do you do all those things first and then see what you have left over? See what Adonazio is willing to fork over and then go after free agents that way. Do you start working on it? It's, it's just, it's very interesting thing about how the MLB calendar per se kind of works, but you're totally right. It all starts with Adonazio. He's got to have some sort of a starting budget as much as he likes to always say, you know, if if my guys really want to go for someone, I will always support it. I will put in the money for it. We know what the Brewers payroll generally looks like every year. So what is it going to be going into next year? And what does Arnold have to work that? He's, he's got to know that early so that he can figure out who it is he's going to target. I'm wondering, though, if Mark Antanasio is a little gun shy because the money he's invested in guys – let's face it, Christian Yelich isn't, uh, when, when they invested the money on him, if they were thinking we were spending all this money for a, one of the top players in the league, he's no longer that guy, obviously. Um, and then, you know, Ryan Braun, I don't think they got their bang out of the buck for that either. I, I think that they expected more and, you know, never won an MVP, not even close in the MVP chase ever again. Uh, you know, do you mess the money on Corbin Burns? Uh, it, it's like when he has invested money, it has not worked out for him, and I'm I'm worried if that might affect the way his way of thinking as a businessman. Possibly, but we've also seen what happens when you don't spend money. I mean, yeah. look back at 2020 when they're trying to get all cute. And I know that's the COVID year, and things were a little bit different. They tried to get real cute that year and bring in guys on like one-year deals and guys who could play multiple positions, and they never really spent a lot of money on any one player, but kind of brought in a bunch of cheaper free agents and totally blew up in their face. And David Stearns admitted as much after the year that what they had planned on just plain didn't work. And so they've gone about it in different ways. But again, like every year, your roster construction going into the next year is a little bit different. This is now, it, it happened a little bit going into 2023, but going into 2024, They've never really relied on this heavy of a youth movement 
at their core. And so that affects a little bit more of those are guys that you don't have to pay, you know, a whole lot of money to. That's a lot of, you know, uh, minimum contracts. So maybe a little, then you can filter a little bit of money towards either free agents or extensions or things like that. Um, every year is different. And this one is, you know, no exception. I know Pete Alonso is going to be a free agent at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. And, and they were in talks with him, but I'm telling you, if I could take a shot at somebody, even if it is giving up a prospect, I think you need a guy like that in the middle of the, the order. And I know you got Churio coming up eventually, but we're talking about a, an established 40 home run guy. I thought Yelich is going to be that guy, but getting a guy like Pete Alonso, it probably would never happen. Although they talked about it once. Who knows? I, I hope he doesn't go to the Cubs. Oh God. Yeah. Let's, you know? let's not, let's not uh, <laughs> talk about the, the rivals and what they might end up getting. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, uh, Sternsey is over there. Maybe we could uh, work out a deal between the two teams. Yeah. Having someone like Alonzo would be great, but I mean, I, I think it points to really a deep need with the Brewers. They're going to need a power bat going in, yeah. into next year. I think there's a really good chance that Rowdy Tellez ends up getting non-tendered. He is set to mm-hmm. or projected to make six million uh, in his final year of arbitration or this year of arbitration. Yeah. Could he be roster? Yeah, I think when you look at what he's produced in the last two years, I don't think you can justify that uh, price tag. Carlos Santana is gone. You have no power bat in the middle of the lineup. You, you're bringing back Yelich and Contreras, sure, but that's your one-two. Where's where's all this going to come from? So wh- whether it's a Pete Alonzo, whether it's someone else, you, you need to target someone to be that middle-of-the-order guy. And I think, to your point, you would rather it be – a veteran, someone who's been around for a little bit longer, and you can rely on a little bit of consistency there. But uh, the Brewers could be looking at a little bit of a power outage if they don't address it this offseason. Hang on right there, Matt. When we return with Matt, we're going to ask about non-tendering and some of these guys. We talked a little bit about Rowdy Telez, but we'll get into some more of the names. Chuck Freeman here, Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. You find us on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major apps as well. And, of course, download us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked On Brewers, and there we are. FanDuel. FanDuel. October baseball is back. You can make your postseason debut of FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today. You'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Create your new account, and there it is. You get in all the action for the first pitch to the final up. Get in on the NFL, NBA starting up. You're not going to want to wait to the whole game to get a W. You can In-game, you can do bets. You can do bets. Next step back with quick bets. You could get it all done right on lockdown. So head on over to uh head, head on over to fanduel.com slash lockdown right now, and you are going to get a two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you step up to the plate with FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. But again, everything is on there. What you need for your NFL sad Sunday, college. And, of course, the Major League Playoffs, which are hot and heavy right now. Get on all the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Create your first account today. You'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet with the folks over at FanDuel. 
Chuck Freeman here, Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are coming back and talking to Matt Carroll, continuing our conversations from reviewing the brew. That's next here on Locked On Brewers. Welcome back to Locked On Brewers. Chuck Freeman, your host. Good to have you along here on a um, on a late Monday night, Tuesday morning, depending on when you're uh, viewing this. And uh, let's talk about the non-tenders right here. I mean, there's a whole list of guys who could be non-tendered or tendered. Who do you see on this team that is as good as gone? Maybe Rowdy Telez. Who else? Some of the guys that um, you might think are going to be on this 2024 roster. Yeah, I think Rowdy Telez, like we mentioned earlier, I think he's got a good chance. Eric Lauer, you know, 5.2 million. You're not quite sure where he's at. That final start they gave him at the end of the year didn't look so great. So, you know, I think the Brewers, it's plenty easy for them to move in a different direction. Although with Brandon Woodruff now on the shelf or potentially all next year, I guess, you know, that's at least a little bit more of a tough decision to make. I think Tyrone Taylor, the question comes up around him. I know he was hot at the end of the season and that was great, but you look at his Brewers career and he still hasn't quite lived up to those second round expectations. And the Brewers outfield is going to be stacked. You've got Christian Yelich, you've got Garrett Mitchell, you've got Joey Weimer, Sal Freelich, Jackson Churio will be up eventually. Do the Brewers keep uh, Mark Hanna around? It, there's a, a log jam there. And Tyron Taylor, I know $1.7 million is cheap, but how, what do the Brewers end up doing with the outfield? I think there's at least kind of some question around him. Um, on the bit, little bit lower end of the questionable scale, Adrian Hauser, again, what does your starting rotation end up look like going into next year? You have Aaron Ashby coming back. He's probably going to be joining in. Robert Gasser, I think, gets every chance to start the season yeah. in a Brewers uniform. And so, again, you know, who's left? Hauser can fill in well as a reliever. We've seen that in the past, so I think that gives him a better reason to stay. Um, but there's definitely some names there. Um, Abraham Toro, for, uh, kind of forgot about him. He's the one the Brewers think that they have something there. Is he more than a quote-unquote 4A type player. I don't know if the Brewers moved on from him. I wouldn't be too terribly surprised either. Boy, yeah, a lot of decisions to make. And of course, Brandon Woodruff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the attender a contract to a guy right. who might, or you to tie it in with a second year of that deal. And there's a lot of options you could do with Woodruff going into it. Cause you want, I mean, you want to keep him, but then again, is he ever going to pitch again? You, you know, there's always that possibility when you got the shoulder operation. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen other guys with that same shoulder operation either mm -hmm. never look the same or just end their careers. Yeah. So you have no idea what he'll end up looking like. Uh, Bryn Woodruff, an absolute gamer. You know, if anyone's going to come back from something like this, it's definitely going to be him. But projected $11.6 million raise, you're going to hand him $11.6 million to not pitch. Yeah. In 2024, I think what you said, you know, potentially offering him a two year contract that's backloaded and yeah. then really plan on him coming back in 2025 may be the the thing that they end up doing. But again, he's 32 years old and coming off a major surgery. Is that even something that you want to do? And do you then you're stuck? I mean, I hate to say stuck, but you're stuck with them two years. If you can't pitch, you wasted all that money. Right. Uh, you know, you hate and talk in terms like that, but in the business end, yes, it is because if you invest money, it's an it's an investment. That's what they. I mean, we saw baseball. It's it's a cold hearted sport. Guys got cut on this team going into the final week of the season, got DFA'd. We've been with the season. All you know, Anderson, you know, mm -hmm. Tate Ryan was here half a season. So, I mean, who the Brewers are going to do? Which I 
totally for doing what's going to be in the best interest of uh, of the team. Back to Tyrone Taylor. I haven't figured this guy out yet. Now, because he had a big September in the, the home run in the postseason, you kind of want to think, okay, is he just maybe a, a platoon guy? Is it still there, the potential there? You know, I don't know. I just don't know where I feel about where, where I come down on him. I'm same, absolutely in the same boat. Uh, he kind of flipped his, what he normally does in a season this year. Uh, in the previous seasons, he'll get hot. He'll come out of the gates hot. And we'll say, oh, Tyrone Taylor season. Let's yeah. go. This is He's finally here. And then he fades down the stretch this year. You know, injuries definitely played a role in that, but it was the complete opposite. He was super, super slow starter. And then got got hot and hot. Thank God he did because that's you know one of the reasons the Brewers were able to secure that playoff spot. But again, like we haven't seen Tyrone Taylor ever play a complete season for the Brewers. Sure, he's had minimal opportunities in the past, but you, you know what? You've got to perform when you're called upon, and he just hasn't done that consistently enough yet. And I don't know that he has done anything to indicate that he's going to he's when he is on is great he's got some power he's got fantastic defense but again like you've got all these other outfielders waiting in the wings why not give them the playing time especially Jackson Churio who's supposed to be you know a, you know one of the best he's one of the best prospects in all of baseball could be one of the best players that the Brewers have had in forever why would you want to potentially reduce his playing time by keeping just too many outfielders on the roster? So that's, that's where I just, I, I don't know what his future ends up being. Man, I think Cheerio's got to be on the opening day roster unless he bombs out yeah. in spring training. I know you got a crowded outfield spot, but you got to make room for a bet. I think you got to get him on this roster. Yeah. The things that he can do, I, this is, and don't forget, like this is a kid who came up as a shortstop. Mm-hmm. They end up putting him at center field of all places. And he ends up, doing phenomenal there he provides great defense he's still learning a little bit of the reads but uh his athleticism out there is incredible and it makes him a true five tool player he's got the speed he's got the power um you know he's got the hitting he can get on base he's he's got all that he's he's really worked around he's never been an insanely high strikeout percentage type guy he's he's been the type of strikeout percentage type guy that you're used to power hitters and mlb being um, and that's pretty impressive for as young as he's been at all of these different levels. So um, he's he's really got it all. And yeah, absolutely. If he shows even just the slightest little sliver that he's ready for MLB action, he makes that opening day roster. You absolutely have to have him on it. I'm going to ask Matt what he thinks his opening day outfield is going to look like. And will we return right after this, tell you about game day. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day game time game time you want tickets to milwaukee sporting events wisconsin sporting events concerts a lot of great concerts coming to wisconsin game time is the place to go last minute text tickets flash deals zone deals easy to find buy tickets for any kind of event in our area views from the seat you click it on you find out where your view of the seat is and it's great i've got tickets for concerts this way go to a concert this weekend this way Got them on game time. Killer last-minute deals. The prices, the views of the seat, the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So go to the game time app. Go to the game time app right now and download it. Create an account. 
Use the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKDOWNMLB, LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B, 20, bu- 20 bucks off your first pr- purchase of tickets. Are you kidding me? Download the Game Time app. Get yourself some tickets. The basketball season starting up quickly. Of course, we're in the throes of football. Last bit of tickets, lowest price guaranteed. But again, use that promo code when you download Game Time and use the promo code Lockdown MLB and you're gonna get twenty bucks off your first purchase. It could be enough to pay for your first purchase. Who knows? We'll talk about it. Um, let me know how that works out for you because I'm telling you, Game Time, Game Time has worked for me especially during the baseball season. I've got those last bit of tickets right behind the visiting dugout. I'm telling you, those last bit of tickets are, are, are a charm. And, of course, you get the 20 bucks off as well. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Download us on Google, Spotify, Apple, all the major downloads. We're the number one, we're the number one Brewers podcast on the Internet because of you guys out there, you everydayers, you great Brewer fans. And we get a lot of hits here in the offseason. We're not done talking about Brewer baseball. And, of course, please subscribe to our growing YouTube page. Go to YouTube, hit Lockdown Brewers, search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. Our buddy Matt Carroll from Reviewing the Brew, look at his site as well. All the great content on Reviewing the Brew as well. All right, let's uh, crowded outfield spot. As of right now, who are your three outfielders? If the perfect outfield to me going into mm-hmm. next year is Jackson Cherio, Garrett Mitchell, and Sal Freelich, Christian Yelich then slots in as the designated hitter. Wow. I think if you do that, you've got the best. De- your defense in the outfield is stellar at that point. Um, and you've got Joey Weimer on the bench just uh, waiting to get into games too. And he's just as good as any of those other threes defensively as well. Because um, Yelich had a good year defensively too. So you're saying you know, this defense is so good, Yelich can't even crack it defensively. It's it, it's true. I mean, and yeah. yes, Yelich actually was very improved this year on yeah. defense. But those three, those four really that I mentioned are all just phenomenal defenders. And so um, I think in a perfect world, and I think too with Christian Yelich, if you really, as he's getting, you know, deeper into his thirties, if you really want to continue to um, extend the health of that player, you eventually start working him, him into more designated hitter situations. I, I, we saw that back flare mm-hmm. up just a little bit towards the end of the season, something that he had actually avoided for a while, which was great to see, um, but it's still there. It's still lingering. If he is good moving to DH, then I am good with him moving to DH and putting out just one of the best defensive outfielders. It would rival any defensive outfield in the league. All right. If they don't sign Pete Alonso, does Mark Canna play first? I want Mark Canna back on this roster. He's one of those guys. You know, he's he's perfect. He's a perfect Milwaukee Brewer type player. He's not going to cost you a lot. He's going to produce. Absolutely. I, I, I would love for them to do that. Then you, um, I think Tyler Black honestly really makes that opening day roster, and he can play first or third. That's so, what Vinny Rotino told me. Yeah, he, he said on the great. podcast last week he thought that Tyler Black could be playing first base next week or next year, yeah. maybe next week too. <laughs> I, I could see him at either spot, but you bring back Canna, you can bring you can put Black at third. If you mm-hmm. don't bring back Canna, sure, Tyler Black at first that solves your problem there with Rowdy Tellez being gone, but you do end up having to look. Uh, find yourself a third baseman, but I would, I know it's going to be pricey, 
but I would absolutely love for them to bring Canna back. He, he loved his time here. He seemed to have nothing but good things to say about Milwaukee. Um, that that majestic grand slam with just the most epic bat flip that I've seen from a Brewers player in years will be one of my favorite memories of this season. I would love to see more of it next year. The highlight of the season, I thought, on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. it's Washington. Oh, that was... I remember I was uh, well, while the rest of the world is watching college football on a Saturday night, <laughs> I'm tuned into this game and Canna steps up to the plate and delivers one and the lights are flashing going off and on and no oh, it just was now i'm just thinking about it right now and, yeah. and and that was yeah that was the highlight of the season to me highlight mm-hmm. of the season yeah i i i would say that 100 for sure some fantastic just video and uh mm-hmm. photographs of that moment um oh yeah i'm chills again yeah that. yeah and of course it ends a couple a couple of weeks uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> oh now, hey do you do you do you cheer for anybody in the postseason? Because people say, oh, you cheering for anybody? You know, Arizona beat the Brewers. I'm like, you know, to me, if the Brewers aren't in it, I'm not cheering for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept up with the Twins just a little bit when they advanced. Yeah. The Twins were my dad's old team. So, of course, I was going to, you know, root for them just a little bit. Outside of that, you know, I'll, I'll just watch for the games, watch for the atmosphere. Um, Kyle Schwarber had a first pitch homer uh, earlier to, tonight and just the – the Philly fans were going nuts for it. That's the kind of stuff that I want to watch when I see the postseason is more the moment. So um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with anyone, especially now that the Cubs aren't in it. You know, they didn't make it. So it, nothing else really matters to me outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. The Cubs fell flat in their face. One more question. Great council coming back. It's It's been a couple of weeks now. I, and I know the contract is to October 31st, but I still mm-hmm. thought by now you might've been an out. There might've been a deal worked out where, they gave us uh, the Brewers some compensation and then council becomes the manager of the Mets. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's so weird because you know, you, you want to try and guess and prognosticate and all those things. And I, I really have no idea outside of, I, I really don't think he's going to New York. He just does not seem like a New York guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, he's not in this for, you know, the fame and the lights of the big city and that stuff. Like he, he you know, he enjoys, coaching he enjoys doing it in wisconsin where he's beloved i think if he does any if he does manage i think it's in milwaukee i think the next most most possible thing that happens is that he takes a little bit of time off um so i'd go 50 50 between those two things but specifically which one he chooses i think only craig council knows that right now matt great information as always always love talking to you and i'm gonna body in a uh, a little bit later on next month, probably, and get you on again and talk a little brew baseball if you don't mind. <laughs> of course, anytime. <laughs> All right, great. Thanks a lot, Matt. Watch his or review his stuff on reviewing the brew, always puts out great content. Matt Carroll, follow him on Twitter as well. If you're listening to us on the podcast, it's at MKE capital M A T T 13. MKE Matt 13. Matt Carroll, Matt, we'll talk to you next time, my friend. All right, thanks, Chuck.